We live in an interesting time, economically and sociologically. We live in a time where men and women's minds have reached high, high. It's a time when dreams abound and patience doesn't. So, well, and I, I think that it is for a reason. I think in the end there will be some important things that come out of it. Because we've been allowed to see things that we couldn't see before, to consider things that we hadn't considered before. But, it means that an even greater leveling is coming. So I'll give a couple of examples. So we live in a time where we believe, or people have come to believe, that they can seize luxury and abundance now. They can have the big house, they can have the nice car. And we also live in a time of sexual freedom. Men have come to believe that they can have any women and all women. They look out upon the world, the world of women, the way that somebody would look at the banquet tables at a smorgasbord. And that's very different than the way it's been throughout history, where people realized, or men realized, they could have one woman, and that they had to choose. We've also realized we could have health. Medicine has allowed people to avoid death and disease. And we also have thought to ourselves in the business world, that we can have every customer, that the world is our, I'm trying to think of that, that old phrase, the world is our plum, I think it says. So when we think about our market, we think about the world. But of course, all of this is very different than, than um, the way things have been in the past. And there's another one that comes to mind, too. Um, we've thought to ourselves we could have any, almost any opportunity. So people are encouraged to believe, and I think it's a good thing in, um, in many instances, but they're encouraged to believe that they can do anything, right? And we've done what we can to erase class distinctions and to open up opportunities for everyone, for minorities and women, and people who in the past um, were marginalized. And a lot of good has come out of these things. It's opened up to our minds the idea, oh, and there's another one, I was thinking about poverty. So we've come to the idea that that we could have no poor, that we could 
the idea that every person can have the basic necessities of life. And it sure appears that these things are good in many ways. <laughs> Except for maybe the idea that a man can have any woman. I can't see any way that that sounds very good. But, but there are some difficulties and problems with all of these concepts as well. Because there's a constant type of reality or nature which has to be hedged back. So if you think about healthcare, it's like um, the truth is is that is that it's becoming more and more expensive to keep everybody healthy, and more and more. And and our efforts we end up discovering have unintended consequences, like the danger of superbugs because we've used so many antibiotics, things like that. And we end up discovering that many of these things are pretty hard to avoid. Like, you know, when a person decides, well, I can have any woman, I don't have to pin myself down to one. Or vice versa, a woman could decide she can have any man. <laughs> Sexually. Well, invariably, you end up discovering that that deprives you of the one woman, the one man, that you really want. You end up exchanging pleasure for long-term devotion. And even once you do decide to settle down, so often you discover that you've trained the beast within in such a way that it's difficult to be devoted to your one and only when you've spent your youth chasing the many. And then there are the gatekeepers that make all of these things possible. You end up discovering you can have that luxury early at a cost, a great cost. The person, namely being the, the bank that stands at the door and offers compound interest. The same with marketing, right? So, you know, we've thought in terms of, instead of thinking in the old way, like, I sell my product to a certain group of people. It used to be a geographic location. Now we've begun to think in terms of, the world is my oyster. That's the, that's the, not plum, maybe it is plum, I don't know, too, but the world is my oyster. But you end up discovering that you still are bound by a type of nature that you can't market to the world, at least not to begin with. And um, we may discover that it, it it's never really a good thing in the end. I don't know. But even though the Internet has allowed us to um, market to the world, we end up discovering that there are very few winners and lots of losers. And so that creates its own problems. When you shoot for the stars, you have further to fall. And so many fall, so few reach the stars. We may end up shifting many of these things because we may realize that it's better to think small. It's 
that we prefer to have one woman, to have a small market that we market to. And this isn't to say that there are not certain people who are called to um, reach for the stars. But if we want what is best for everyone, well, then we can't have everybody reaching for the first page of Google. And of course, too, we've, we've also, I mentioned, we've, we've thought in terms of, you know, that we could raise the poor out of the slums, that everybody could have the necessities of life. But we find this strange paradox in that even though people in war-torn countries are finding relief, that those in our most opulent cities, many of them, are going without. They've been broken by the luxury, broken by the fact that they had too much. And the streets are more and more aligned by the homeless, the drug addicts, who even though health and stability and food and clothing and shelter well shelter we have not and we've not completely fixed yet but even though food and clothing are readily available they're dying for other reasons they're poor for other reasons you know, this last one may be kind of controversial, but I think it it's good to be said. Um, and that is, you know, I was I as I was thinking about this episode, I I thought about um, about what has happened with um, the opportunities that have been given to women. It's no doubt good that there be equal opportunity. But we end up discovering that we have to make a choice. And many women are discovering that they have been, that they're a bit disillusioned and that they can't have both. And it's kind of like a battle between our biology and this desire for the things we dream of. And so many women are discovering that. Um, they have to choose that they can't chase a career and fully be the thing that they want to be at home. And some are able to find the balance, others not. But the interesting thing is that in so many instances we judge it all based upon the views of the successful. And we're excited when somebody finds the balance, and that's good. And I think, I, again, I think that there are many of these things of good. A lot of good has come out of us discovering that we can do and be more than what we thought. But in the end, I often wonder how this affects the children and the upcoming generations. You know, we may find the balance. The man may get all his women when he's young. And the nice house 
and car, the woman may get her career and still be able to have children and rejoice in it. We may be able to keep ourselves from dying too early through modern medicine. And we may be one of those lucky ones who hits it rich early and has the comforts of life. And so often we judge these things based upon the perspective of those who win. But we don't consider the losers. We don't judge it based upon the perspective of those who don't find the balance, those who don't get the good job, make it to the first page of Google, those who can't pay the mortgage, and particularly the children. We don't understand, perhaps, what it does to the child who was left alone too much or who didn't get enough of his or her own parents because mom or dad were away chasing their dreams and they had to be raised by sitters or by daycares. So I think that there's a great balancing coming, a great leveling. Eventually, I think we'll hit kind of a brick wall and we'll realize You might say some important lessons, we'll realize, but I really do believe that there's been a reason for all of this advancement. I don't think we can go back. We're going to have to go forward. And the way forward, I think, is going to have something to do with humility, with going low that in the end we'll discover that when we go low, it allows us to go high. When we go slow, it lets us go fast. That when we accept our limitations, it frees us up to achieve through patience that which most people fail to achieve through all of the gatekeepers and all of the modern devices that are designed to hedge back our very natures. And this because I trust that there is an unseen hand. There is a divine, overarching, looking down, benevolent source that has a purpose not only in what is coming that will bring the leveling, but also in what has been allowed. There truly is something better coming, a new world 